The Rink Rat Report podcast is brought to you by BetStamp, the ultimate sports betting companion app. Track, follow, and analyze your bets across multiple sportsbooks. And while you're there, check out the world's first verified buy and sell marketplace for sports betting picks. Download the app today. The Rink Rat Report podcast is also brought to you by Season 2 of The Lock Garage. Host Marco Shara, a Toronto criminal defense lawyer, interviews various criminal lawyers about the practice of criminal defense, gets them to share their war stories, and helpful tips for up-and-coming lawyers interested in the area of law. Out now on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Step into the garage, listen to the experts, and get a tune-up. Okay. okay, we're recording? Yep. All right, big multitasking episode. Welcome to another episode of the Rink Rat Report podcast, the multitasking edition. We're watching currently the Leafs and Predators third period right now uh, because Jason has hockey later. Yep. No Josh as he's at the game. Yep. You know, we all have to make our sacrifices. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, going to be a bit of an interesting episode. We've never done anything like this one before. So, we're going to get into what happened today. The Leafs obviously traded for Kyle Clifford. They gave up future considerations, which means nothing. Maybe a coffee at the draft or something of that sort. But we're going to get into a bit of that. Joseph Wolf started his first game of the year, uh, or first career NHL game earlier. Uh, a little bit about our thoughts on the previous games, and then hopefully this game ends in a one nothing win, <laughs> and not much else happens, and then we can comment on this one probably last. Ready? Yep. Sounds good. Thoughts on the Kyle Clifford so where do we trade? S- okay, Clifford trade. That's a simple one. It's a, it's just easy. He cleared waivers about an hour before we traded for him, so it's obvious that we just yep. we just kind of want him on the Marlies, and if uh, he, who knows what's going to happen. Maybe he stays on the Marley up all year, or maybe we call him up. But if he does stay on the Marley's all year, he'll be like a 15th, 16th forward if, like, come playoff time, if anything were to happen. He's a great guy to have. Do you think he, this says something about Kirill Semyonov's spot? Maybe. Maybe it was... Uh, I, uh, he didn't have the best game last game. But no, his, his expected goals was like 19%. Yeah, he was all, he was all, had an awful game, game before. He was solid. he was good, but I, I don't know. He was pretty well. You, it, it was it was hot and cold, so you can't really. It's a you, small sample size. Exactly. That, that's more what I was going for. I, I think it's just the le- our left wing position as a whole has just been underwhelming this year. Yeah, which is a bit a narrative almost for. He's a tough defensive years, yeah. based mm-hmm. fourth line player kind of thing that yeah. can chuck him. We saw him chuck him quite a few times as, uh, with the Leafs. I think the funniest joke going around though is. Uh, uh, the uh, the the introduction between uh, Kyle Clifford and Peter Mrazek should be pretty interesting. Why? The David Ayers game. Ah, uh, he, he literally knocked Peter Mrazek out. I forgot about that. I, I, <laughs> I I'm not <laughs> I'm not good with that stuff. I thought that was That's hilarious. Funny. But so yeah, he did he, it. To so us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, Kyle Clifford salary cap his cap hit pretty much just can be buried mm-hmm. or he can be brought up. Uh, to the main roster, we know what he brings, some toughness, yeah. grit, not a whole lot of offensive ability, mm-hmm. but we saw him work pretty well uh, in his time here with Jason Spezza and Pierre Engvall in that fourth line. I, I like the way that they played, but yeah, uh, it's a it's a no-brainer. It'll be interesting to see. We have not heard, had word yet. Adam Brooks was put on waivers today. Mm-hmm. The Leafs claim him. They're able to assign him straight to the Marlies as well. Interesting. So I'm curious to see what happens there. Maybe Vancouver, again, steals one of our, our players because they love to do that off of waivers. But we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out if we see Adam Brooks back with yeah. the 
the Marlies. I wouldn't doubt the Leafs going try and trying to claim him. I wonder if he does get claimed again. But yeah, I like I back to the Clifford trade. Love it. Great, great both ends of the ice. Like, hey, if we can snipe both if, ends of the ice. Or sorry, he's really great in his up. own zone. Yeah, but he's not. But that's what we care about. He's he's a fourth line guy who can who doesn't get scored on. So yeah. that, that's the most important thing. I can't imagine but, they'll do a line of Spezza, Clifford, and Simmons. But if he's with the Marlies, mm-hmm. I mean, currently the Marlies. I've seen people say it on Twitter. They're missing one guy though. So the Marlies have Rich Clune, who's a tough son of a gun. They have Curtis Gabriel, who's gotten into a couple fights this year. He's a pretty tough guy as well. And then they have, damn it, who's the six foot eight guy? He was drafted by Dallas fourth round. I believe he played for Windsor and Barry. Six foot eight, number thirty nine for the Marlies. This is gonna bug me. Curtis Douglas. Curtis Douglas. He's a big boy too that can yeah. chuck him. So, and then now you had Kyle Clifford. Nobody's going to be touching the likes of uh, Nick Robertson and our other skilled players, Mikel Bramov, Semyon Duragachinsov, and all of them. So I love that. Love that little rebranding. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. But all right. Anywho, yeah. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's a fourth-line pickup that can be buried. So why the hell not? Why right? not? Exactly. Why the hell not? Uh, let's talk about a little bit about uh, what do you think about Joseph Wool's first NHL start? He was good. He didn't look. I, I'm honestly not good at evaluating goalies, but he wasn't bad. Yes, he like, was. He was. You, th- you thought he was I bad. He was bad. Okay. Okay. It did not go. well. It didn't go well. Okay. I didn't like a few of those goals. The first right. one was obviously just a bad bounce. Mm-hmm. Not much you can do there. We saw him stretch out, almost stop it. Yeah. But. Again, like his positioning, I think is off. It, okay. There's a lot of good things to like about him. He moves very well. He's big. He's a, he's a bigger goaltender that you know he was doing a decent job challenging for at least the first period and a half from what I saw there. But his positioning, I find, is off. I mean, with goaltending, like look how many like we're watching the game right now. Look how many how much the puck moves all mm-hmm. the way across like that. Yeah. With every like millimeter almost that the puck moves over you also have to adjust your body and make sure that your chest is square to that puck if it's not you're giving up a bit of an angle you're giving yourself a disadvantage and you're giving up a bit of an angle okay. like a, a bad angle there on the shot he really needs to work on his positioning i find oh that's a nice goal is that andre kasha i can't even tell anyways <laughs> that was a good goal by the third line no it was david camp oh my god dude what a stud <laughs> Tripled his we goal set, total. <laughs> damn, live reaction. We set the over-under at four and a half for his goal total, and he's at three now. And he's at two in this past week. Oh, my God. Could you imagine he's the favorite Leaf of the week? I, it's I, a great play by Andre Kasha. Oh, yeah, that's, that's such a good play. This is horrible radio. That's oh such my a good God, play by Andre I love Andre it. Kasha. Okay, that was amazing. I love that play. <laughs> what a third line. What a grinder goal on some good D on Nashville there. Love it. But... Back Holy. to back to Joseph Wall though. Back to Joseph Wall. So back what you, to Joseph Wall. I think his positioning needs a lot of work. I hated that Tage Thompson goal. Okay. Like it, the Leafs did not give up many good chances. He mm-hmm. made a good save, one good save. I, I noticed in the first period, it was a, a good slide across. He covered a lot of the bottom part of the net there. But some of the goals, I w- they were just shots that went mm-hmm. through, and they were kind of unimpeded. The Leafs didn't give up many good chances, and it was like, ooh. I, I four goals against yeah. off of that those chances. He needs some work. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not worried about this at all though. Yeah. I knew Joseph Wool was not ready for the NHL ranks. This is not a guy that's been in the AHL for that that long. He has never started a full season in the AHL. And 
as I've mentioned, he's very, very up and down. From going into that game, I was telling people, it's either going to be a 30-save shutout, maybe one goal against, or it's going to be that. Mm-hmm. Four goals against on 27 shots, I think it was. Right? Yeah. So he's still with the Leafs right now. I would like to give Eric Kalgren a look. He's putting up some great numbers with the Marlies, like surprisingly good numbers. I think he has seven starts total and a 923 save percentage. And in two of those starts, he got shelled. So, and he, he has professional experience in Sweden. So I, I, I'd be curious to get him into the fold. Michael Hutchinson, we know what we have in him, right? I'm not expecting, you know, Eric Kalgren, the new backup, the Messiah's coming, all this whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to give him a look over Joseph Wall. Yeah. So right? give Joseph Wall some more seasoning. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Like I'm not looking at Joseph Wall to be an NHL realist, so to speak, until like two seasons from now. Mm-hmm. I so know that I, sounds crazy. He's going to be like 25 by then. But that's how goalies work. Yeah. Alex Nedeljkovic was on waivers last year. What happened by the end of the year? Calder. <laughs> Calder Trophy nominee, yeah. awesome playoff starter for Carolina, and then Detroit went out and traded for him. Yeah. So. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens there because the Leafs have a backup next week, uh, Saturday, Sunday, November 20, 20th and the 21st. So I wonder if they call up Calgren then. That, that'd be a perfect opportunity to do that. So I groan because I have, uh, I really don't like to watch those games. I don't have to watch them the next day. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. We'll figure that out. I'll figure is that, that out. Is that the first Leafs game on Sunday of this season? Uh, yes. Ah, interesting. It is. Huh. But. Anyways, okay, so hopefully we get Culligan called up there, and we'll see him, see him work. If not, it's probably Hall then, right? That's because Hutchison has to clear waivers to get up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, um, no. Does Hutchinson, I don't think Hutchison has to clear waivers to come oh. up. He just has to be called up. Ah, he was okay. He was playing with the Marlies. Oh, okay. So that's why he didn't get the call mm-hmm. before. Oh, okay, but. okay. I see. I understand now. Yeah. And moving on. Do you want to talk about Dion Phaneuf's retirement? Is there anything to talk about there? Yeah, no, there is. I think there's a lot to talk about with Dion Phaneuf's Mm -hmm. retirement. I mean, what's your favorite Dion Phaneuf memory? Uh, Start with that. This is the most random one, but there I just remember defending him on Twitter. That was like there's one moment you were where Dion Phaneuf defender on Yes, Twitter. I was a Dion Phaneuf defender on Twitter way back. I was just doing when. it in real life. I could not imagine. <laughs> I can't even like I don't even like like to defend Mitch Marner who's a fantastic player on Twitter because just because I I hate arguing with people. Yeah. No, I I I just I don't know. I would always try and defend the least and be positive about the least on Twitter when I was younger and I still do. <laughs> but I think I'm, I have a more realistic edge, but I, I remember it was just the most bananas play. The puck was like in the corner and Bernier came out to play it and Phaneuf didn't realize that Bernier was coming out to play it and Bernier lost it and they scored. And I think that there was a TSN anchor at the time. I forgot his name, but he was tweeting about how bad Dion Phaneuf was. And I'm like, how can you blame that on Dion Phaneuf if their goalie is in the corner? Yeah, <laughs> like, he was a major it was, scapegoat. Yeah. And it's just, I, I, remember, I, I do that, remember but, tweeting mm-hmm. stuff like, like, wow, what was Phaneuf doing on that play? And yeah. it'd be like a play when he was on the bench. Yeah. Just as a, <laughs> a joke. Like, but, I mean, with Phaneuf, I mean, a big physical defenseman like that, you'd expect him to be like a defensive first kind of defenseman. He was all off. Oh, I love that, yeah. But massive shot. Don't get caught in the trolley tracks with him because he, he like, there's so many. I was going through a couple on, on Twitter. There was the Stefan DaCosta one. TJ Oshie I posted. He absolutely smoked him, put him into tomorrow. Uh, the double D on, obviously. Double D on. Just a massive shot from the point. I'm trying to think of like 
a really big deal for enough goal. The only one I, I I looked up his playoff one. It was just like a shitty tip. It was kind of funny. I remember that. Yeah, but yeah, he, he was serviceable. And honestly, I like that they're like bringing him back and and re- like re- I like that they're doing this and retiring him because it's like yeah. it's just a good gesture of the organization. People forget how like garbage Toronto as an organization was towards their players for literally like almost 50 years well yeah i mean the the owner was stealing from the team he yeah was committing tax fraud yeah to jail. <laughs> so like, like we we were it, it's a good step in the right direction for like a from an organization standpoint and, and you like to see that because then hopefully it, the ripple effects of it come come out to play so i i yeah. like to see that i know it's like a little small thing but it's like a small thing that the team did that i, I really really liked so yeah, it was nice to see. I mean, but he was the most hated. You have to think. He's like the most hated captain in Toronto Maple Leafs history. Yeah, honestly, he he was 100%. I would have to agree with that. I swear, once we lost Matt Sandin, that was the biggest changing of the, the tide of like, we love this team to we hate this team. At least that's what I saw when I was only like, what? No, I remember in the 06 season, bef- uh, just before the Olympics, People were saying trade Matt Sundin. He You're stinks. right. I was too young for that. But yeah. I remember that. And then and then after the Olympics, I think, did Sweden win 06? I can't remember who what happened in 06, just the, other than Canada choked. Mm-hmm. But after the Olympics, he won an, an absolute tear, and the Leafs pushed for playoffs but didn't quite make it. Was that the year? Was that the Oban year? Yeah, that was. J.S. Oban came in. I think he went 9-0-2. Just played lights out. But... Yeah, Dion Phaneuf, what a legend of the game. But yeah, anywho, glad. Yeah, I am. That's a good point. Good to reminisce glad. about, honestly. Cause yeah, fun to reminisce about. But those are some shit. Yeah, those are the dog, oh the dog days. Of. So many people have rose-colored glasses when they look at yeah. back on like the oh 2013 season. When you think about it, like people are like, "Oh, I'd much rather have that team." Really, <laughs> really. <laughs> Let's go back on those seasons. 2012, 60 games in, they were in a playoff spot. They choked. Drafted Morgan Riley. So ended up pretty well there. Okay, 2012-2013 season. They made the playoffs because it was a shortened season because I guarantee they would have choked there too. And then what did they do? They choked in game seven. Massive, like one of the most legendary chokes of all time up there with the the Atlanta Falcons. I think it's debatable which one was worse, by the way. 2014, what happened? Nobody talks about the 2014 season. I think it scarred everyone so much. That's why nobody talks about that season. You know what happened? They were in a playoff spot up until, I believe, April or the end of March, at least. They lost eight games in a row in regulation, none by more than three goals. They didn't get blown out. They were competitive in each of them, but somehow they lost eight in a row. And people loved their, oh, James Reimer. I love James Reimer. (laughs) Who was in that all of these eight games? It was Reimer because Bernier was injured. And then the next year... On top of that, the suffering was not done. The Road to Winter Classic, which I look back and always laugh. I love those clips. Yeah. But New Year's Eve, they were still in a playoff spot. In January, they were still in a playoff spot, and they choked again. They were choked so bad that management looked at this team and said, we can't win with these idiots, and sold off a bunch of players. That'll, I think. Yeah. I, I believe so. I think they fired Carlisle and started selling everyone off. And, and then the next year was the big tank. Yeah. I remember being so happy seeing that update on my phone. Oh, yeah. Andy At the end of the year, like, it was so bad. Coming. Like, I remember one game, I was finally just like, wow, like, Kessel looks in Bozak and JVR look like they're trying today. <laughs> that was how b- bad it got. So I don't look back on those times too, too. It, it, it was, there's some memories, obviously, but you have to remember the end result. They, th- that team was the most, like, just 
they were addicted to choking, it seemed yeah. like. Yeah. My God. Anywho. All right. To talk about the current game day regime. I don't want to jinx it, but it looks like uh, this one's in the bag. Yeah, I think this one's in the bag. Second. Oh, yeah. Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner, empty knuckle. Let's we love go. It. Get, get the 30 goals this year, brother. That's a big dub. I was a little Perfect. worried about Nashville. I, I know the line was minus 200, I believe, mm-hmm. going into this game. I was a little worried about Nashville. I think they won 8 of 10 coming in. Duchesne started to find his game. Uh, I believe Johansson a little bit. I have... I, I'd look that one up, though. They no, have he, some good players. Tomasino looked really good he looked, I was going to say, that guy looks pretty Jeanotte good. Janot has been contributing for them. And, but, I mean, the Leafs had the puck the whole game. Mm-hmm. I might want to like check this one, but I believe the deserve to win a meter was like 90% Leafs. Should have been. Yeah. I don't know how this game was close the whole way through. Kind of strange. Yeah. No, I, I thought the deserve to win a meter is at... This is all that matters, by the yeah. way. The deserve to win. I do want to explain my tweet though. Um, it was I was looking up the the matchup between Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. What does it say? Do you have it up? So it's nine. Uh, it's just going through the simulation. So it's about ninety to ten, ninety percent to ten. Ninety percent does they rock them? They Shot destroyed 34, them. Twenty four. The Leafs rocked them. Today. The, the heat and map? like the power play. The Leafs got. I mean, the the first goal and the the biggest one obviously came on the power play. But mm-hmm. it, it seemed like the Leafs were drawing penalties because they were one step ahead of Nashville. It seemed like they just had all the chances. I don't know how they didn't bury more five on five. Kind of strange. I mean, that that was, there was that one that Dermot set it up. Matthews put it off the bar, down and out. Oh yeah, that was weird. Physics. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got one. We got one. Oh, we, we got yeah, one on Saturday. That's karma right I mean, there. If this is what comes back around against us, I mean, I'll take it all day. Oh, Jack yeah. Campbell is that his third shutout this third year? Third shutout of the year, second of the week. This guy is. Oh, he's been off. Second of the week. Yeah, he's been he's been going off. But yeah, they freaking toasted Nashville this this game. Oh my god! Hey, let's uh, get into this Nashville yeah. game. I guess we 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 dicked around a lot enough and went through, God knows what. what we, we talked we talked about, about the If we talked we about talked some, about some hockey, but maybe not the most current day hockey. But Nashville, what, what do we think? New lines today. New Saros is nasty. Yeah, that's a good one. I saw we saw we saw some fire from Nick Ritchie, which was okay. nice. Took a dumb penalty, but. Mm-hmm happens but we saw some fire from nick ritchie the new lines looked really nice mm-hmm. i really really like the way that uh tavera's kneelander kerfoot yep. was cycling the puck and mm-hmm. i'm gonna get to kerfoot in a second I, I i i had a love fest for him on twitter i'm gonna put it i'm gonna move that all the way over to instagram tomorrow because i believe he got a secondary assist in this game but they were cycling the puck very very well i like the way that the, the these configurations work i understand People don't like that Nylander got moved off of Matthews' line because they associate Matthews' line with being number one, most minutes, best opportunities, yada, yada, yada. I don't see it like that. When Marner was with Tavares, him, his minutes, Marner's minutes and Nylander's minutes were very similar. Like, it's 1A, 1B. They're, they're one in the same almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and either way, if you need a goal, Sheldon Keefe is putting all those guys out there. Yeah. Like, that's just how it works, right? So I don't uh, like, and I didn't like, I don't think that Matthews and Nylander were really clicking with one another. I went through eight games, I believe, worth of highlights, putting together some Kerfoot clips, but I noticed it was a lot of Nylanders, like it wasn't like Nylander and Matthews just weren't generating chances. They weren't good together. That line was good. They were generating chances. There were some goals going for. However, when you look at it, like Nylander scored on Saturday. Who was on the ice for that goal? 
Andre Kasha and Alex Kerfoot. Hmm. The line's not even, like, none of those guys are even on that line. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, and then there was some other plays where Nylander was getting some good chances, but it was, like, off of solo efforts. I feel like they're two shooters now. Even though we saw a good power play pass from Nylander, he's a volume shooter now. I don't feel like they really meshed at five-on-five together. Like, I, there's a difference between mm-hmm. meshing on the power play and meshing at five-on-five, and they just couldn't quite find that with one another. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you on that take. They've, I think what Neil, Nylander the past two years has really come into his own, and he's definitely taken a step forward as a player, I oh, think. Yeah. So, and I think part of the reason is like what you just mentioned there. I think he turned from more of a creator into a pass first, or sorry, more shot of a, first, more of a creator, uh, more of a shot first player. And like right now, he's second in the league in shots. And you you can, it's not only just like counting stats that he's doing that in. In his projected war, in his uh, war, according to Jay Fresh, it's gone up. I think, which is like overall value. Overall value, it's it's gone up like six to eight percent. And the higher the number is, the more extreme the number is. The the it it gets better exponentially better. Exactly. So he's up there in like a 92 percentile war, which is which is amazing where he's at. And I think a lot of that is to is because he's come into his own and he realized he's not he's, he's a, a good stud. creator, but he just he has a nasty shot and he's using it more now. Exactly. And honestly, those two guys ha- like I, I think Nylander can shoot better than from what I've seen like than John Tavares right now. And yeah, he, he seems like he's shooting better than John Tavares. John Tavares can get more goals in tight probably, but. Yeah, in front of the net, that's where John Tavares is. Below the goal mm-hmm. line, that's where John Tavares is going to create some space. What I really like is Alex Kerfoot on that line. Exactly. I really like how Alex Kerfoot, I mean, the way I'm just going to get into my what I was saying about him. He's passing the puck exceptionally this year. When he gets the puck, it's head up, head on a swivel, and it's he's not staring down a passing lane where it's, I'm getting the puck to you, I'm getting the puck to him. It's, mm-hmm. it's head up, look one way, look the other, and then give it to your target. Yeah, He's been working fantastic. Like his, He's been awesome the past few games doing that. And I put up the stat. I think he's top 10 in assists per 60 in the league at 5-on-5. Five five. Wow. He's first on the Leafs. Interesting. And it's just the way he's using his speed. His play along the boards is fantastic. He's like It's not even like, oh... He's doing the David Camp. He's using certain skills and poking the puck a certain. He's just willing right along the board. He's using his speed and just giving her kind of thing. And then John Tavares is supporting very well. So when you have a guy like Tavares can pass the puck. He's also a good goal scorer. But you have a guy that like Alex Kerfoot who's using his speed. He's creating space for his line mates and he can dish the puck very very well. Why not give it to the volume shooter? Mm-hmm. In William Nylander, who I believe is like one or two on the Leafs in goals. I think he's second now. I think. Oh, Matthew's no, no, they just... didn't. That wasn't his goal Saturday. That was Kasha's. Oh. I forgot about that. So but he's I, probably second or something. I, yeah, I think he's second because Matthew's probably passed him tonight. But um, maybe. Yeah, no, I, 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 I fully agree with that. Like, Kerfoot's been playing light, lights out recently this year, especially this yeah. year. Like, last year, he, like, we, we, he was good in he the was playoffs. He was just getting lost. But His yeah. positioning was nowhere near as good. And I look back, his goal against Detroit, if you notice, so he comes into the zone, a D-man gets right on him. He gives the D-man a little push, gets separates himself, creates space, and buries it. Like, he's just playing a lot smarter, and he's playing to his skill sets. And as well, when he has the puck, he's really doing a very good job of, of dishing it to, like, to open guys. And it's tough for the defenders to guess where he's going to put it, mm-hmm. right? And so, t- tonight alone, shout out to him. on in the Nashville game, uh, his line eleven that that line we were just talking about eleven Corsi four two against, 
Control what was the expected goals. Expected goals point one five point oh nine sixty three percent control. That's still that's still really good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I I I like this line. I like the way they are. The only thing like keeping the second line together or one B one A line together, I think is a great is great for the Leafs. And then yeah. moving on to the first line, how did you feel about them tonight? Yeah. Matthews Marner. To close off on Richie. Matthews Matthews Neiland. Like I only saw. Maybe two or th- in their entire time together, it was like maybe two or three mm-hmm. plays where it was a one timer. Neil Andrews Matthews one timer mm-hmm. didn't go in, kind of thing, right? Yeah. It was a lot of just individual efforts, exactly. Yeah, creating chances like mm-hmm. against Calgary, they created a tremendous amount of chances. Yeah, by themselves. Yeah, and I think the only assist at five on five between Neil Andrews Matthews was Matthews getting a secondary assist off of the Neil Andrews kick goal against Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Like, why not put Mitch Marner, mm-hmm. who's passing the puck very, very well, with one of the better shooters in the league? I don't know. Honestly, if, if someone has an opinion on this that differs from ours, I actually want to hear hear what what the reason would be for like the the pros for keeping them together. Just because, again, our logic is is simple. And do not do not show me the power play. Yeah, because that's different. It's different. They still play together on the power play. That's show me five on five exactly. where they were passing the puck with one another and creating chances mm-hmm. based on like. Moving the puck with mm. with each other, but just just from a hockey standpoint, know. would you ever want your two best shooters playing on the ice at the same time? Probably not. Like you'd if, want to separate unless them. Unless Mitch Marner was on the ice, yes. I don't think it, like the skill sets really complement each other mm-hmm. that that does well. it. And, and if you're if the third if that third person you're going to put on is Richie or Bunting, uh, definitely just well, I don't if think if it's that would Richie, ever work. no chance. Yeah, so no chance. Anyway, speaking like, of Richie, like, so. Kasha, I don't know. That was maybe, but eh. like. He's I, not even a passer. He's a shooter no, as well. Yeah. So that was kind of weird, that line on Saturday. So, but anyways. anyways. Nick Ritchie. Speaking of Nick Ritchie. Played he was on the, this week? on the first line this, this week. Played. Didn't deserve it, but played better this week. A yeah. couple good chances against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Great passes from Mitch Marner. Uh, Philadelphia, I thought he had his best game as a Leaf there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a great power play assist. I mean, his the big part of his game is just like, quick plays whether it's i mean he looks very very stupid like just on the bench he looks completely brain dead lost but he passes the like when he gets the puck it's quick passes in the offensive zone quick shots off of chances in front that's his bread and butter and i feel like sheldon keith would liked what he saw between richie and marner on saturday because they generated a couple good chances Mm -hmm. so Kind of wanted to give him one last look on the front or in the first line. Thought it was all right. Yeah, I thought he was okay tonight. I I don't like the penalty that he took. Like that was just a no silly reactionary penalty. He but helped to generate a chance though with a yeah, hit. That's true. That looked th- a little bit the hit the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he brought energy, but I just yeah I don't know. He just he just leaves a lot to be desired. Like we've been saying, it's I feel like a broken record at this point just saying it. But he has all the physical yeah. tools to be. I don't think he should be in the conversation for vanilla player of the week. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's still a lot of. Come on, man! Yeah, like, do something, <laughs> do something. Oh, he's do something. he's been he's been doing something. I hope I hope he's able to generate something soon. But yeah. um, yeah. Other than other than that, this like for the like a goal. Yeah, like yeah. a goal. Like I I remember I I swear with um. I think it was because of the power play, but I remember with Boston last year, he had like a big spurt of like, he had like a, a month where he, or month or two months where he had to take 10 goals in like really quick succession. He, I, I, he seems like the guy who he scores in five bunches. Five goals in his last 12. I know that. I Like, 
I don't know. We went through this free agency. Mm-hmm. We, I thought it was like, I think he had like five or something mm-hmm. like a to big start bunch. the season. Like yeah. five in his first four games or but. something like that. I do know what you mean. It wasn't 10, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I can't. It was a good amount. Yeah. But, but anyways. Still a lot to be desired. Yeah. I don't see Sheldon Keith jumbling the lines after this game. Um, I do want to bring up, mm-hmm. because I thought Hole and Muzzin made some horrible plays. Yeah. We, yeah. Overall, I just don't think they played well tonight. It's, it's like after- it was just some stupid decisions, and it seems like both of them are doing this where they're just traveling over to the other guy's side and trying to create a ton of pressure and like cause a turnover that way from the from the the offense coming in and it's just i don't it's not working it's more often than not just we're giving up plays like yeah. it, it it's really really I don't, i'm trying to articulate it but the best way i can say it is just stupid hockey mm-hmm. They're just running around out there, it feels like. Not as organized as you'd expect them, I guess. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I didn't see this last year. No. I, 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 I don't know what it is because I, 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 I know what you're referring to. I can't. It's like Muzzin play the left side. Mm-hmm. Hole play the right side. But Muzzin and Brody were fine at doing it. Like they, From what I remember, I don't remember them running around like that when they played this. Uh, this yeah, it wasn't that Right? Bad. So like, I wonder if that. that's... Maybe Muzzin making up for Hall, feeling like he's not in the right place, and he he feels now he has to cheat, and then it's just like a domino effect. I don't know, but watching that pairing, I think it's abundantly clear that I think Timothy Lilligren just yeah. needs to permanently be in the lineup at this so, point. Okay, so rank them: Timothy Lilligren, Travis Dermott, Justin Hall. Timothy Lilligren, then like a space, Travis Dermott. Uh, sorry, just mm. right now, honestly, Travis Dermott, Justin Hall, but career like. Overall, overall, I think I'd take Hall first. But so honestly, first Dermot's game of the playoffs tomorrow. Honestly, Dermot, put in Dermot over Hall. Yeah. So Lilgren, Dermot, and then Hall mm-hmm. on the outside. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I against he, Buffalo, I did not see anything that it was like oh, like Lilgren. I watched the game for the second time. I only watched the first half, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But so maybe the first half is more clear in my head, and I'm biased towards that part. But Timothy Lilgram was passing the puck very, very well. He got a couple fantastic looks. Got a couple really good shots off in that game, too. Uh, one was the high glove that Aaron Dell barely got, I think. And then another was a, a good slap shot that uh, he put into the corner. But I thought Timothy Lilgram had a solid week. Yeah. Him and Sandine moved the puck so well, mm-hmm. especially against Philadelphia. Yeah. Still some, I mean, defensive... Not even that bad. I don't know. But just the most glaring thing to point out is Hole was like worst expected goals numbers in every game he's been in. Like, not like worst compared to those, like worst out of all D men on the Leafs. Yeah. Like, if you pull up those numbers right now, like yeah. over the past, I think it would be four games right now. Tell me where Justin Hole ranks because I, I don't think it's very high up. Let me t- let me pull this up. I I I'm not. He is like the, to, against the. F- He's not generating anything offensively, and I don't think see anything tremendous defensively from him. Like to me, if he's not scratched next game, that's really really questionable. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, they Ryan Reeves fought Michael Pizzetta. Welcome to the league, Michael Pizzetta, <laughs> Bella Sal alumni. Nice. Glad this kid's getting an opportunity. So they they won the expected goals for battle, but he did lead the the league in expected goals against. Or 
The Leafs. The, Le- the Leafs in expect. Sorry, the Leafs in expected goals against. Not oh, the Leafs. Yeah. But yeah, this was the the most oh, recent game. Point seven and point seven seven respectively for both Hall and Muzzin. But yeah, no, they keep getting shelled. And I, I honestly, I I want to look into. It. I haven't found a a website that has um, uh, rush attempts at or rush chances against on a team level. They only kind of have rush rush chances for on a player level. And I want to look into it because the Leafs are still leading the league and expect the goals against. And I wonder if part of that reason is as in the highest. Yeah, they have the most goals, most expected goals against, but they have the most expected goals for us by a mile. So it doesn't like their their percentage is wow. still very good, but they are they are concede a lot of expected goals, and I, I wonder if that's just by by design that they, they want to. Uh, this game in particular, they gave up a few rushing. It's a chances. lot of volume against I exactly that. It's not the greatest of chances, mm-hmm. so maybe that volume creates it. But I, I know That's that these these expect, dive into that. Mm-hmm, these expected goal models do value um, rush chances at like greater than just a shot, right? A shot off the rush is better than just a shot. So I wonder if that's I don't know if it's a part of a strategy or if it's a flaw in the Leafs defensive system. But at least tonight, in particular against the the Predators, I felt like they gave up a lot of rush chances. So that's something that's that true. we should look into. So um, that's true. But yeah, I thought it was interesting. I said after last week I would look into more of the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. And the Leafs played maybe the worst power play teams in the league. <laughs> I mean, they gave up a power play goal against Buffalo. But, yeah. like, the third period of that game was just so bad. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo one, I was just – I was sitting on the couch. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, fire both of these teams into the sun. <laughs> this has been horrible hockey. Honestly, good for Don Granato, though, on what he's able to do with the team that he has. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, just unfortunate. Like, shout out the Pagulas. They're yeah. going to be – that's a tough year for them. Not shut up. Never mind. They're billionaires. What am, I <laughs> what am I talking about? Anyways, that game on Saturday had less mm-hmm. than 8,000 fans. That's tough. That's, That's so just tough. a really the tough le- they didn't allow They didn't allow these fans to go over the border. To well, it would be more difficult, days. so I don't think yeah. anyone was... I mean, Willing these fans to. aren't going to Leafs games in Toronto. Yeah, so why would they go to Sabres? Why would you go to... Why'd you go to yeah. all the way to Buffalo, yeah, right? Fair. And it's funny because then... You, you remember the Sid Zero tweet where he's like, oh, the Raptors are selling out Scotiabank and yes. the Leafs aren't. Like, okay, look at the TV numbers, bud. <laughs> the Leafs are doing like four Way times better. better. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how much better the Leafs. Like, the the Leafs still run Toronto. Yeah. Just remember that. No doubt, yeah. But Any other thoughts about that Sabres game? I mean, there wasn't much. There's not. It was a kind of I a think stinker, the, right? the camp line did pretty well. They mm-hmm. scored a very greasy goal. To start, Alex Kerfoot had a fantastic game. Morgan Riley, I thought, was pretty solid. Uh, I, th- I can't remember which game. It w- was it against Buffalo where he had a couple bad? I don't know. He has bad pinches every single game. Yeah. We saw it tonight, too. It's just like certain plays where you really have to make a read. If all three forwards are in deep, you cannot be pinching. Because the point of pinching, like, you keep the puck in, but... So the puck came. I remember this play vividly because I was so angry from it. I'm trying to. I think it might have been the Calgary game. So the all three forwards went in deep. Puck came around to the boards. Morgan Riley pinched. All three forwards were deep though, so the center on the other team just swooped in. It was a nice little chip play, two on one the other way. It was against Calgary. That's what it, it was against Calgary. Okay. And in a close game like that, mm-hmm. why are you pinching that. in that way? There's exact like it's a zero. There's not much reward when you do something like that, but the risk against you is massive. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I don't know. I 
Morgan Riley's just so up and down. It's insane. And then Buffalo, he wins the game. Yeah, I Calls love that. game. I love it. <laughs> he called game. That was so clutch, too. Yeah. And then the Tavares goal where he, he had the shot, and then it was the tip. Like Beautiful goal. Beautiful. It was it was well executed. Not a beautiful goal, but a well executed play. Yeah. I gotta say. So just Morgan Riley up to Morgan Riley things. That's all mm-hmm. I gotta say. I mm-hmm. don't know. But I thought the Leafs outplayed the fly or Flyers, yeah. They smoked the Flyers. The Flyers was an interesting one because they gave up a lot of volume against, but it wasn't very good. I, I feel like that also just came- the counterattack was very, very good mm-hmm. from the, it was a very well executed game. I feel like that was also when they were up already by a decent amount. Like I think it was up a but uh, that's no, when it was I, all game. It was all game. I, so? I was looking at yeah, but I think up until the third they didn't win the. I don't know. Anyways, I thought against the Flyers it was a well executed game. Mm-hmm. Um, Flames was a that was Flames, a banger game. Oh, oh my god, that was such a fun game. That was Dan one of my later. Favorite. He was it's not Vladish in North America. Apparently, I was incorrect. Oh, it's later in North America. He wants to be called later. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So Darth Vlader played exceptional, and I mean David Kampf almost scored in that game too. Mm-hmm. That was very, very close. A couple lucky saves from later here yeah. and there, but he played very, very well. Kept that game, made that mm-hmm. game go to overtime, yeah. essentially. The Buffalo game was just complete shit. Yeah. It seemed like Buffalo's arena is very dim. Yeah, it was I weird. It's I don't really, know. really, really weird. There was like a yellow tint anyways. At one point, there was a yellow tint. Your brother, yeah. I was watching it with Josh, and he said, is my TV broken? <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. But so that was weird. And then tonight Nashville, was Nashville, they yeah. smashed them. Yeah. So overall, great week. I just want to go to the Flames game just for a sec because I thought that was the best game they played all week, and honestly, one of the really? better games all, all, all year. Honestly, because I feel like they were, wow. I feel like they were really dominating that game, and they, yeah, and they weren't really rewarded for it throughout the entire game. I gave up a shitty rush goal. Again. Yeah, I mean Marner that, didn't make the best decision there. Yeah, but whatever happens, you you get you're gonna give up goals. You're not gonna shut yeah. out every game, but the 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 way they came back and won was my favorite part of that game. They were resilient throughout the game, and they were honestly smoking Erica Branson. That he was getting He's absolutely thin. worked by uh, everyone on our team, and we were doing it to most of their D two. And I was just happy with that uh, win overall, just because it was just a they they dominated. They won the expected goals battle. They did all the right things, and they were rewarded for it. And a fun overtime goal. Just Math- felt like all was right in the exactly. World. And I exactly. did some pregame scouting on Calgary before that game. And I noticed it was Zadorov, Goodbranson on the third pairing, and with Goodbranson, when he throws the body, it's he's a solid dude. He's a yeah. big solid dude. When he he hits you, you really feel it. However, when you play hockey against him, he he doesn't look too good. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> like I I saw him try to stretch out for a two on one, and like block the pass, but it was just the worst executed play I'd ever seen. He stretched out, but the guy was like already past him. So it was just a clear lane to pass it through him. <laughs> it was really weird. I'm like, I don't know. That guy's cooked. He stinks. Yeah, but no other way to put as it. As long as he's not on our team, I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up about the Flames game. I was really happy with that that performance and just yeah. the energy too in the building. It's a little it's bit easier to to score on a team that's coming off a back to back in the third period. Yeah. But it, it, I agree. I know 100 percent what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree that like, you know. You're getting all these chances. You can't put one in. You get one against. I mean, how deflating it's, is that usually? Yeah. Well, and they mm-hmm. they battled. Yeah. Usually for so. the Leafs, we like to crumble, it, it feels like, when we watch them. But this time it was different. Let's keep let's keep that streak alive. Let's keep doing that, right? Yeah. Like, let's not crumble under that. So, yeah, overall, this these four slate, this, this was a busy week for the Leafs. They played four and, four and seven, right? Yeah. 
So that's four and seven and big four wins. Yeah, that's so great. People like, that were freaking out about the LA game for God knows what reasons, they seem pretty quiet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, overall great week. Is there anything else you want to touch on from those games? I think no. I, I think everything was really good. I, I didn't. The only glaring thing, like only negatives, I can think about is just not not as happy with Justin Hall. Um, yep. And that's that's pretty much it. Didn't quite understand some of the lineup mm-hmm. configurations with Bunting on the fourth line. Yeah. I, yeah. Honestly, no. Sorry. I want to go back to that because I thought Bunting had a really good night tonight against Nashville, and I yep. know that he he looked like he struggled a bit earlier in the week, but. Um, there was a shift where Richie was benched for for one shift, and I think Bunting was all over the puck on that shift and and throughout the night. Played awesome that he, shift. He it it felt like he was really good. And um, let me check the expect like let's let's see what he did for expected goals. Like commonality, people paired the players paired with Jason Spezza seem to have their best games yeah. of the year. I don't know. Bunting with only eight minutes controlled sixty seven percent. Like he's, I, I, I love Bunting. I think he's great. Honestly, like, that's a demotion, right? There. Yeah, being moved from Matthews, Matthews line for Bunting all the way down to the fourth line. That's a massive. Dem- that's a, at least five minutes a game at five on five. Yeah, yeah. and he's, you, you know what? He hasn't like sulked about it. He's just tried to step up and play a lot better, which is exactly what we want to see. And still seeing the solid like play that. from him. Yeah, exactly. That so. goal that he scored against Buffalo, I, I, when I was going back and watching it, that's a fantastic forecheck by Jason Spezza on that play. Only reason that game, that play comes to fruition, that Muzzin's able to get mm-hmm. the puck, is that Spezza strips the D um, in the offensive zone mm-hmm. and then gets the puck, gets the uh, Muzzin, and then shitty kind of bounces and whatnot, but Bunting Bunting in the right place. It. Exactly, so... so. I'm just happy for him because I I think he's been yeah he had a couple good chances against Philadelphia he missed the net um, I know he draws penalties but he also takes a good yeah. amount too so kind of offsets there but I didn't really I, I don't know he was I felt like he was he had played better in other weeks mm-hmm. before that demotion there yeah and like he wasn't playing his best hockey at that moment yeah but like a shift all the way down from the first line to the fourth like. It just seems pretty harsh, like the how he was playing versus the punishment against him. Yeah, it's, it's harsh. I, I don't think that's more on. I think that's just the just what the construction is of this team. I yeah, don't. I, it's, I, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I know he's still a couple weeks away, but when Mikhaev comes back in, is he yeah. gonna like? Is, does he get that top spot, or is that gonna be? Uh, is he gonna get on that third line? Like, I and really, then really, really hope it's still a Kerfoot. Yeah, no, they, At this, I know. I, I, I have them locked. Saying I have them locked in the second, like, or one B line. So it's it sounds crazy mm-hmm. saying that because this is a guy that I was like, send this guy to a different planet, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But at, at the beginning of the season, we were saying this. Yeah, he had a two point game against Ottawa, and then like he went like there was like six games where he had zero points, just looked kind of lost, whatever. But he's really, really turned it up, and if he continues to play like this, give him. All the opportunity in oh, the yeah. world, right? Oh yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where McKayev ends up, though. If if you think Bunting continues to play well on that fourth line, do you think he deserves? Like, do you think Keefe will put him up on I the think third he line? Deserves he to deserves be it. Up, yeah, but whether he does or not, he just seems hesitant to break up that third line for for whatever reason it is. He just seems like like the only I I, I don't know if weird. he I don't know if he feels like both Richie and Bunting aren't strong enough to start in the defensive zone for draws because like that's the it feels like the main purpose of that line is to start in our own zone and bring it out yeah but i don't i i I, that's all i can think of i 
it'd be interesting it's a to see bunting massive on that line. guessing game. Yeah, but when Mikheyev comes back, seriously, and unless you can read Sheldon Keith's mind, you have no idea. Yeah, but like we don't know. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. We just have. We can just speculate, speculate exactly. Much. So we'll right? speculate away until that happens. But agreed. Um, yeah, so I. Let's get into it. Oh, th- did the Leafs not give up power play goal? I thought they did on uh, against Buffalo. Anyways, the penalty kill lives on, and kill lives the on. power plays they played were all schkeef. Yeah. Oh, and oh, I forgot one more thing this week. Good, good power play. We we scored I think another the power power play goal last four games. So yeah. we're on a golden streak. Let's keep it coming. They're on a massive. Sh- I don't think Saturday they scored one though. No, they didn't because they had. There's one. You're right. No, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so that broke the streak, but four and it five. It was like six in a row, mm-hmm. and then it broke it up Saturday. And then, or sorry, Friday. I keep calling this Flames game for Saturday. I don't know why, but the Friday game against the Flames. But then the, the last two, they've scored power play goals. So, yeah, it's hot. It feels good. Like, All around fantastic. You don't have to massive. Like, when the Leafs draw a penalty, it feels like, oh, yeah, this is a chance. Yeah, exactly. Before, it was it's just like, ah, like, oh, uh, like, this is just a wasted two minutes. Who cares? <laughs> but it's interesting with the power play, though. What I've noticed on the break-in, I really like the break-in. They're, the D's coming up to the... the I know people hate the drop pass, but Morgan Riley's coming up to the red line. He's throwing it all the way back. And then it's Matthews and usually Marner. Or yeah, it's Matthews and one other forward carrying the puck up the ice. Actually, Marner sometimes does it yeah. too. It's two forwards mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. That's not Tavares. Uh, carrying it up the ice and using each other as like an option sort of play to bring the puck in. Whoever has the, the lane brings mm-hmm. it in. And then they're getting really good like zone entries and then maintaining good possession from there. Yeah. Something that the power plays that they played against are not very good at doing. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they really didn't give up. Like they had some good chances on the penalty kill Yeah. and didn't give up any chances for, mm-hmm. which is very interesting there. But yeah, power, power I know we're, stuff. we're coming up on time, I think. Yeah. yeah. So but let's, let's get, get into vanillas? our favorite Leafs. Yep. Vanillas and favorites. All right. Vanilla, I'm going Justin Hall all the way. Yeah, I think it's Justin Hall too. I think he's just been abysmal, honestly. I think he's the only this is the right word. Uh yeah. He just need he needs to be better if he wants to be a part of the like a, exactly. a part of this group. Exactly. I could see Pierre Engwell being a, a nominee in there, but yeah. still good? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I could see Pierre Engvall being a nominee in there. I mean I don't think not no, Marner's been solid, Tavares has been solid, like Trying to go through the lineup. I don't like David Camp's been a rock star. All of our usual suspects. Maybe Muzzin you can throw in there. Mm. I mean, I've liked how Brody's played. I'm just trying to go through all the names here. Yeah. But like the most obvious one to me is Justin Hall, and he's yeah. going to end up in the press box. And I th- I think Plain and simple. Yeah, I think after tonight, I think we're going to see that happen too for sure. Um, Better For happen. the next game. I, I can see them rotating them in and out, but 100%. Yeah. Justin Hall's in the press box for next game. So, we're, uh, like, who who can we even put up as a second person to like put Justin Hall like dense? Like, I I, I can't even put, like I, I'm Sammy and Ob, You can't really put him in. He played two games. One was good. One was bad. Like, yeah. I guess that's a definition of vanilla, though. Maybe I don't know. Simmons, I think is Simmons has been fine. He's Spets been right. is great. Spets is yeah. I'm just going through every play. Like, comp is. I think Justin Hall deserves to win it pretty much. Yeah. All right. We'll put out Justin Hall and we'll figure out. We'll get some opinions. Yeah. Back good. the other way. In terms of favorite, who's been your favorite? A lot to pick from. I want to say David Kampf, but I'm not going to do Ooh. that. 
I'm going to say Jack Campbell, two shutouts this week, man. Come on. And and he uh, stood on his head against Calgary too. Like I thought he played really, really well this this week. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I'm just trying to quickly. There's been four games this week. Yeah, four games. It was started off with uh, Philly, then Calgary, then Buffalo, then Nashville. Good point. Yeah. Good point. So the leader in points this week has been, drum roll please, Alex Kerfoot. Kerfoot, okay. Oh, my God. So I think a good nomination would be either Alex Kerfoot or Andre Kasha. I think that's a great – I think those are both great nominees. Right. Have did we, We've given it to Campbell before, haven't we? No. We haven't? Er, I don't think so. I don't think so. But Campbell up there for sure. Yeah. I think it – I think Kerfoot Campbell is a good nomination. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, I think the third line as whole like should just deserves recognition right now. I think they're playing really well. Give them their flowers. They're playing yeah, well. Yeah, but yeah. Regardless of how the puck goes in, it's going in, right? We don't care if how if how calm scores. At least yeah. at least he can at least it goes. He's lucky enough to get the puck. It's in going in exactly. somehow. I don't he, care how it he goes. He beat in. a very good goalie in UC Saros yeah. tonight. So credit yeah. where credit is due, but. Yeah. All right, so I think the nomination is Justin Hole and someone, and then Kerfoot versus Campbell. We'll put yeah. that out and let you guys vote. Yeah. Any closing remarks? Just the the next couple of game for the games, sorry for the Leafs. After the win tonight against the Predators, they play on I believe Thursday. Yeah, they play Thursday at home against the Rangers. Saturday against the Penguins at home, and then they go go on the road face the Islanders on Sunday. So after that, we'll see you. Uh, wow. See you after that game then. It's another pretty strong stretch there. Yeah. So uh, yeah. how many, how many points are we coming away with here? We came away with how many games is that? There's three. There's three. Four, I, want, I want four, four or least. six. Love it. Love it. I want four at least. That's what I want to. All right. All right. See you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Remember to leave a review.